Warning, this episode contains foul language, discussions of suicide, and contains sounds best heard with a set of headphones. for all things strange and unusual, haunted and historical, creaking and moaning, and all around spooky. Each week we get to sit down and chat about something weird, and this week is very special because it's the first paranormal investigation since we went to the Queen Mary in Season 3. Holy shit. I had the amazing opportunity this past week to stay two nights at the Limp Mansion in St. Louis, Missouri. Built in 1868 in what is now the border of two neighborhoods, Benton Park and Soulard. The Limp family are such a huge part of St. Louis from their first brewery, which stood where the south leg of the famous arch now stands, to fighting on the Union side of the Civil War despite being German immigrants. Their legacy remains strong and their tragedies echo through the halls of their former home. It's time to get out your EMF detectors, turn on your recording devices, and prepare to talk to some ghosts. My name is Ashley, and this is my lovely co-host, Lauren. Hello, weirdos. And where this is not the saddest part of our tale today, it is pretty depressing. Lauren did not join me on this investigation. I was just about to say I am so, so excited for this episode just to hear your findings and get back into that (laughs) investigation like mode, just feeling so excited. But I was brokenhearted not to be there. It seemed like it was so much fun. Ashley was texting me. She didn't tell me anything yet. We wanted it to be live and a surprise but yeah. she was texting me a little bit just about her and mel hanging out and i was like come on come on <laughs> i'm dying awful. here i know but i'm so glad you got to do it though me too and just so everyone knows what happened was former guest melanie vertibadian who you know best as our deep sea expert was visiting St. Louis for a conference that she was attending because she runs a children's museum in San Diego now and she texted me and said, would you by chance, you know, want to meet me in St. Louis if I stay an extra <laughs> few days to hang out? And I was like, of course. And a few weeks later, I messaged her again just to say like, hey, got the days off work. We're good to go. Oh, by the way, is there any chance I could stay in your hotel room? And she said to me, oh, I forgot to mention I booked us two nights at Lemp Mansion. <laughs> I just forgot to drop that in that we're forgot staying at one of the most... That haunted inns that has ever existed. (laughs) So I lost my mind because in all the 21 years I lived in Southern Illinois, I never got to stay the night there. So Melanie... how special. I know. Melanie joined me for this investigation. It was her very first paranormal investigation. She had many firsts on this trip that you'll hear about. And uh, (laughs) she did a fantastic job and was even braver than me and helped me through a few situations. So... Oh, get it, Mel. We had an amazing time, and I just wanted to give another huge thank you to Mel for providing me with this experience because it is truly one I will never forget. Oh, we love Mel. We do love Mel so much. 
Okay, so I'm going to be referencing a lot of material from the Limp Mansion history episode that I won't go into detail about on this episode. So if you want to know the Limps inside and out and get all the references, make sure that you listen to that first. Lauren can attest. Um, it's great. It's lengthy. It's so, it's, <laughs> you know, it is, but it didn't feel that way. Truly, when I was listening and you started to wrap up, I thought, oh, it's ending already because I was... I was really hanging on your every word, and it didn't feel long at all. Was I so right? All did of you, you learn can do it. more? I did, yes, because I, yeah, I had looked up the history before, and I knew, you know, bits and pieces. I knew kind of the big headlines, the big mm-hmm. stories of the family, but you absolutely had more nuggets that I had never heard of, had never read before. See it's y'all. just, yeah, it's so good. She is so informative. Go listen to that first before you get into all the spooks on this episode. And I I do want to know, I didn't actually learn about the Limp's history in detail until after we left the mansion. Um, Oh, man, that's interesting. I bought the book I used as a reference while we were there. So I knew a few things, like I knew whose room was whose, kind of, and which family members died in the house, but I wasn't aware of specifics, and neither was Mel, which, you know, whenever possible, we do like to do that when investigating, because then afterwards, you can compare and contrast and be like, oh, interesting. Right. Good to know. Okay, that kind of matches up (laughs) with how I felt in that weird room. (laughs) Totally. Yep. Yeah, there's, there's some bathroom stuff going on, as per usual. As per usual, a lot of bathroom stuff. Also, this is an investigation episode, which means some of the audio you're going to hear is pretty poor quality. We were not using our professional mics and our soundboard to walk around a haunted mansion at night. Some of the audio will need to be listened to with headphones because there are very, very faint sounds. So just a heads up before you get too deep into this one. Grab some headphones and also prepare for static. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's just part of it. Sorry about it. All right. First and foremost, I guess I just need to let you listen to Mel and I's first impression of the house. Okay. So so that's clip one. Here you go. Clip one. Intro to limp. Let's be frank. If you weren't joining me, I probably wouldn't stay here. Yeah. Here's the thing, guys. Here's what's interesting about our night. We are the only ones here. And I don't mean the only guests. I mean, no one is in the building but us. We are alone in the mansion. It's... By far the creepiest place I've ever stayed for a paranormal investigation. Yeah, because it's there's by a million. No, there's no lights. There's no. nothing. And because so when I when I booked the room, when I called, I had to call by the way to make the reservation, which is all kinds of fun, right? It's the lights flickered. Did you notice? That's oh good. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep okay. talking. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep barrel talking. right through that and just <laughs> pretend that I don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna point but this so yeah, here. so I uh, I did like an online inquiry and I got a phone call back from this lovely lady and she said, sure, we have that room available for those nights. We got She's, the biggest room. We have the guys like it's out of control big it is a fucking it's a three room suite basically yes. with a dining room table. Uh, they amazing. give you snackies. They provide all kinds of lovely amenities. But yeah, it was the most casual booking of a room ever. And she said, well, we're not open to the public on Wednesdays, but we do have rooms available seven nights a week. We open Thursday through Sunday for because they have a restaurant and apparently a world famous fried chicken dinner on Sundays. Hell yeah. I'm oh, upset we won't be here for that, well, but listen. we'll do what we can. And ladies and gentlemen, what you hear in the background right now is a... Wait for it. 
Yeah, it's a white claw. I just got a manicure. That was really <laughs> <laughs> always the traditional so, opening yeah. of the. So camp. I booked the room, and then Ashley asked if she could stay at the Hilton with me, and I said, "No, you cannot, <laughs> because that, that's, not that's not where, where we're be. staying. It's not what we're." Yeah, doing. it was the weirdest thing. She's like, "Here's the key to your room, and also this is the key to the house." And you just enter in from like a wrought iron spiral staircase at the back door. <laughs> so when when we say we have keys to the building, we have keys to the building. We in fact, it's a lot of responsibility. I'm not sure I'm really comfortable being in charge Seriously. of this building. Like what? What did what did uh, Joe say? We are the we're innkeepers. the innkeepers. Yeah, oh. we are literally the innkeepers of this mansion tonight. I'm not sure I signed up for that, by the way. Yeah, that should be Nowhere like a discount. The, be like twenty percent off print. if you're here by yourself. But there is some funny fine print, and I think Ashley took a photo of what it said. <laughs> Basically, <great>. it said, <laughs> "Don't light the building on fire. We will be very sad." Yeah, it's a historic and building. Be also, cool. Also, um, if you get any bodily fluids on the furniture or the bedding, you will be charged extra. <laughs> and. And Unless we're going to go ahead and leave it at that because <laughs> planning on pissing ourselves tonight, I, you know, which we might, it, 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 it could happen. I promise I will do it over the sink or the bathtub. The bathtub is, huge. by the way, the bathtub is huge. The bathroom is huge. The shower is ancient. It's, it's like you, it, it's just a bunch of pipes that sprays water out <laughs> and you have to be like fully in it before you turn it. This isn't why we're here. It's, an amazing place. If you're in St. Louis, stay at the Lint Mansion. It's gorgeous. Everything about it is perfect. Yeah. So okay. we were alone. And I, I can't get over it. That the, is crazy that you were just given the key. I know. Like, here you go. The first night I was like, oh, surely there's like a security guy who's sitting in a room watching the cameras, making sure that you, no, no, no security, no staff, just me and Mel. And that um, is so much trust. So much trust. I. I feel like I I'm giving away something that's like not common knowledge and I shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, and, and they leave all the rooms open and the lights on for your stay. So you can wander throughout the building and take photos, okay. talk to ghosts, like whatever you want. Full access. Yes. And I also, I left that little bit about the bathroom talk in there because I found out afterwards that the tub and the shower and the fireplace that was in our master bath and the tiles were original to the house. Wow. Yeah. Because I know there were a lot of renovations done when it started to kind of go downhill. So that mm -hmm. is really cool. Um, I found out that the shower, the shower was incredible. And apparently it was like an all the rage invention at the time. William Lemp had seen one when he was visiting France, I believe it was, and just like had to have one for his home. Like he was probably the only person in, in the Midwest that had <laughs> one of these showers. And <laughs> So uh, fancy. It's, it was completely marble and the pipes. So there was a shower head above you that poured water down. And then there were all these pipes along the sides where water would spray out as well. So it was almost like a little human car wash. Um, ah, however, really just getting blasted from all sides. Yeah, I will say water pressure, less than great. It was a 150-year-old fucking shower. So I don't blame right, it. Well, but it, yeah. is, it was a cool experience. It's I was like, that's part of the experience. Part of the ambiance <laughs> is to have like not the best water pressure because it's old as shit. But um, I do remember reading that, that it was like the first standing shower, right? Yeah, it was, it was like, amazing. hey, you don't have to have a tub. But our paranormal adventures did not start at the hotel. Oh, do tell. Here is a story about what happened to us before we began. But we went to a restaurant called Frasier's. We had a wonderful server named Al. 
you go ahead. You tell us what happened at dinner. Sure. So we, we go to this place. It's lovely. Um, so we're, we're sipping on our cocktails, enjoying our cheese board. No big deal. And then dinner arrives. We're just eating, enjoying everything. Chowing down. We're not talking about anything. Not at all. Spooky. We're literally we're just catching up because we up. haven't seen each other in so long. And Ashley is like more than three quarters of a way through her cocktail. And she sets it down on the table. Not close to the edge of the table, whatever, just in a normal place where you set down your glass. Yeah. And I had picked up my phone because of a reason. And I was actually, I was looking at the, at the cocktail menu for my next beverage. Cause hello. And <laughs> I was looking at it, but my eye line was sort of towards where your glass was. And I think both of us had that slow motion moment where yeah. you see something happen, but you can't respond because your brain isn't functioning. Yeah. And Ashley's glass just moved no. to the edge of the table and then just like fell off. Nope. It like glides. It slowly. just, it just, just sailed down. Gross. And neither one of us, figuratively or literally, caught it, but we both kind of saw it from opposite ends of this, this table. That it just casually just slid on down the rest of the table and just fell. Yeah. And again, it was it was mostly gone. But like the ice cube fell out and like whatever was in there fell onto the ground. And then we both kind of stopped and a server, a a different server happened to be walking by and he's like, oh, I'll get it, whatever. And then this other dude walks by like towards the kitchen where we're sitting, just going by going, oh, that happens all the time. This place is haunted and just keeps walking. Yep. I'm like, um, you're going to need Drive to come by. back and explain yourself. We were like, are you real? Yeah. I, well, I, <laughs> are you real? I, I had joked with Ashley earlier in the evening when folks were still here at the mansion that I feel like I need to poke everybody we that walks to by like, to make sure real? they're like, are you physically here? And is this a corporal? I just, I just need to poke people. So he just walked by and was like, oh, that happens all the time. This place is haunted. Yeah. I don't well, know what then the hell he said happened to us. He was like, honestly, it happens a lot. And um, it only happens at these three tables, at these three tables. And it used to happen over at this table. But the interesting thing was when you would try to move other things on the table. Yep. It's like the old um, vinyl. It's like epoxy. Yeah, so it's like kind of sticky. It's a, almost a sticky, not it's sticky like, to your hands. Yeah. But it's like, like when clean you try surface. and lift. Yeah. All the plates the kind of stick really tight because, of course, we were sharing food because hello, foodies. Yeah. So Ashley was trying to slide her plate over to me and she was having like a little bit of trouble. And yeah. that was maybe like five minutes before this happened where the glass just casually was like, I'm done here. Yeah, I'm done here. I I'm have leaving. to I'm go. Out. I can't do this anymore. Oh my gosh, because that, obviously I'm sitting over here trying to like be the skeptic, play devil's advocate, and I'm like, okay, was there some water on Mm -hmm. the table? Was there a little condensation? I've seen glasses do that before, but for you to say that sliding other things around the table was difficult and actually like a little like sticky, like you had to really give it a shove, that creeps me out that the glass was just like, hello, slip and slide. They're definitely There definitely was condensation for sure. But in and Mel even in the in the clip she said, you know, Ashley put her glass down. I put my glass down like five minutes before this. It wasn't like yeah. I put my glass down and then started eating. I was chat I was busy. I was shoveling yeah. this <laughs> right. 
blackened salmon into my mouth and yeah, so um, why did it take so long <laughs> yeah and uh it just nothing was near it and it just took off yeah and that gave me the willies it was it was pretty i mean it wasn't even scary because i didn't realize what had happened like we watched it no, neither of us attempted to stop this from happening <laughs> Yeah. Like both of us were sure. like, there it goes. Um, You're in a bit of shock, just kind of, yeah. like, huh? <laughs> and I actually, I did take a picture of the ring on the table from where my glass was sitting to showcase how far the glass was from the edge and how far we watched it traverse as it slowly made its way. <laughs> to it's the long journey to the edge. Oh man! So was we the hadn't guy even started? Was the guy who walked by real? Did you ever find yes, out? Yes, he did come back, <laughs> okay. back by. I noticed him walk back by later. Oh, you know what? But I never talked to him, so Ooh, all I right. don't know. Well, I don't know. He I did been also a phantom. <laughs> a phantom. I also wanted to give a shout out to Al at Frasers. He has a radio show on Thursdays from 12 to 2 on kdhx.org called The Greasers Lunchbox, where he plays rock and roll with a focus on Rockabilly, make sure you check that out and absolutely hit up Frasier's if you're in St. Louis. The food was delicious. The cocktails knocked our socks off. The service was awesome. And it goes through my drink on the ground. So honestly, what more could you ask for? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I love Al and I've never met him. Would eat again. Sounds great. So let's get to the actual investigation finally. <laughs> sure. So Mel and I stayed in what is known as the Lavender Suite. It is the largest room you can book at Limp Mansion. It's technically two full rooms and a huge bathroom. So you get three rooms for the price of one. Uh, there's a sitting room, a bedroom, and again, the master bath. And this room was William Limp Sr.'s bedroom with his wife. The sitting room was technically his bedroom, and the two rooms are separated by large rolling doors. Because back in the day, you obviously didn't you know share a bed unless you were doing naughty things and what? especially when you were a woman who was having children which julia still was when they moved into this house so mel and i slept in the exact spot or darn near close to it that julia limp birthed two of her nine children oh boy and as far as we know the spot where she also passed away Cool. So really nice. Zero nice. weird energy. Yeah. Like <laughs> Zero <super> stress. <laughs> like no history. Fine. History. Casual. Casual. Happy. As far as experiences go in the room, we felt pretty safe. We weren't necessarily spooked. The lights yeah. did flicker and often when we were discussing the Limp family, which I thought was interesting. Ah. The chandelier in the room was also the original chandelier. The fireplaces were both original to the house. And as I said before, the bath and shower were original as well. Now, nothing of note happened in our room, but we may have caught an EVP in that room because oh boy. right as we're finishing up our intro to Limp Mansion, recording this cute little, I don't know, it's, a, it's like a laugh. I don't know. It popped up into our recording. So if you would, please play clip number three, Lavender Room EVP. Okay, um, we are going to sign off. Wish us luck. So if you didn't hear it, that's okay. Since we are recording on two mics at this time, I can actually take my mic out and you can hear it from Melanie's microphone where she is not speaking. And also, I can't remember quite what happened at this moment, but I do pause right after this sound as if I heard it. 
Okay, I was about to say, was it right before, like, right at your little pause? Because I did notice a lull, and Mm -hmm. I, like, put my face as close to my computer as I could, but I didn't quite catch it. Also, my computer audio probably sucks. hear it in this next one. I definitely do not remember hearing a laugh, because I would have uh, yeeted myself out out the window, but... Perhaps I thought I heard something, and now that I play it back, it seems that I very much so did. So here's the sound caught from Mel's mic. You can kind of hear her uh, laugh into the mic. So I know the mic is up to her mouth, and whatever this sound is echoes like it's coming from elsewhere in the room. So here you go, clip four. Excuse me? Wait, so that wasn't Mel laughing? No, I mean, you can hear her kind of like, like, uh, uh, do like a breathy little s- into on. the mic. I need to hear it again. Okay, um, we are going to sign off. Oh, you're right. I heard her take a little like. <gasps> so the oh. mic is up to her mouth. Who was that clown? I don't laughing. know. And I. Oh, I'm, I'm not okay. Like I said, That's it creepy. sounds like a laugh to me, but I'm totally willing to hear other suggestions of what you heard. So if you hear something different, shoot us an email. I want to know what you think. Oh my gosh, it sounded like a, a jester. Like, oh, oh, oh. oh my goodness. Which is interesting <laughs> I like that I, I did hear it. I did pause to be like, yep. huh? And then I was just like, so wish us luck, you know, the end. Yeah. There's an absolute pause. That's where I assumed the sound was happening. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Again, didn't hear that until I edited. So, (laughs) okay. The first night we got started around 1030, probably 11. Um, by that time, all the staff that had been there during the day was, was absolutely gone. We made sure to check when we came home. And, uh, our plan was to simply do a walkthrough of the house, record everything, obviously, just like you and I do when we go on our investigations. Right. We do a walkthrough. We record it all just in case. Who knows what the recorder will pick up. But just do a walkthrough of the house, explain what we're seeing, what's in each room, and also see if we get any specific feelings in any area or if our EMF readers go off in any area or we have temperature fluctuations, etc. That way, later or the following night, we could concentrate on those areas when it came to the actual investigation, asking questions and attempting communication. Right. But we ended up with a wild experience right off the bat. So to set this clip up, it's kind of long, so I apologize, but it is worth it. Mel and I had exited the lavender suite, and we were in the hall between that room and the William Limp Senior Suite, which back in the day would have been William Limp's office. Ah, I've heard about the office. Yes, you can see the Limp Brewery from the south window. It's also, unfortunately, the room that William Limp Senior killed himself inside of. Oof. And um, remember how I told you they left all the rooms open with the lights on for us to walk through? Right. This one was shut. And Really? One door to the room had a table pushed up against it, and the other was locked. So, what is that? And I don't know why. Like I said, I didn't see any staff ever, so I couldn't ask. Like, hey, why is this one room locked? But I, we, you know, we weren't gonna like jimmy the lock and break in. But sure. So that room was locked. Immediately to our right was William Limp's grand piano that was original to the house, um, and like a big dresser or whatever. And there is a sign on the piano saying, do not touch. And we did not. But Mel did hit her elbow on it. And that 
might come into play later on in this episode. So here's the clip. It starts with some interesting, you know, piano talk. And then things ramp up when Mel tries to open the locked door to William Lemp's room. Take a picture of this. When you exit our room, there's a grand piano. And if I hear it playing at night, that's my camera. I'm going to lose my mind. Pretty sure I'll get kicked. Did you hear <laughs> but it'll be something ridiculous like ragtime, like hello, my baby, hello, my mama, hello, my ragtime. <laughs> my camera's having trouble focusing, which is interesting. That's not creepy at all. Camera's malfunctioning. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, surprise, surprise. The world's weirdest lighting. Please be respectful. Do not attempt to pry open the locked closet. It contains cleaning supplies. But why is this open? I'm not going to touch it. You know what? (laughs) I am going to take a picture of this. Oh. Oh. We hold this. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now I cannot put, like. Oh, is it open? It is not. Okay. Which in an odd way makes me feel better. Okay. Well, the uh, EMF went off again. It's gone off a couple random times. Yeah. We don't seem to be... Oh. There we go. Wow. It's going a little... Toward the door. Yeah, we're pointing it right at... Okay, is there something right there? There's something. This might be electrical. Yeah. Seems to be pretty consistent. It's still doing it. Yeah, see? It's kind of doing it that one too. But it's still doing it again. But it's also, it's moving. Yeah. Is the only thing. Uh, 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 uh. Wow. I'm standing much further away from where I was. Not much, but still. Okay, that doesn't seem electrical. All right, well, since we're here and we're recording and we have everything, uh, the equipment, is that William, perhaps? If it is William. Oh. I keep saying ope when you say ope. (laughs) If it is William, will you make it stop again? If it is Lillian, will you make it stop again? Oh my god, it got faster. Walk away from it if you want to make it stop. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why'd the camera go off? (laughs) Oh my god. If you want to make the EMF reader stop blinking, move away from it. Move away from our devices with the lights. Oh my god. There we go. Okay. Thank you. What? And then come closer if you want it to go off. Stop. Just a gentle reminder that we We're not are, moving. 
<laughs> We're standing very still. Okay, let's try to communicate then. You're obviously active. Um, how about we make the EMF reader go off if the answer is yes, and no response if the answer is no. Does that sound good? So if the answer is yes, move towards our devices, move towards the light. If the answer is no, move away from it. So move towards us if you understand. Okay. Are we communicating with a member of the limp family? What? Yeah. What the hell? Okay. You can make it stop now. Thank you. Thank you. But you have to move away from the devices, remember? Walk away, Please Lindsay. move away. I was getting a little freaked out. Yeah, I don't like we that. We will stop communicating with you. I don't like it. If you don't respect our boundaries. Freaking me. Again, we're just trying to respectfully communicate. Mm. Oh my god, they're like on top of you. Alright, we are going to explore some more of the mansion. And we will leave you be. Jeez. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, so you guys just run away. <laughs> Hearing you shuffle away is my favorite part. Going, oh, <laughs> we literally oh. ran away. We ran. Um, I would have sprinted down the hall. Oh. I, Ashley, I truly was just biting all of my fingernails off. I'm like biting the skin off of my fingers because that was stressing me out so much. Like I, you were saying that a little dirt while the clip was playing that you were starting to get freaked out yeah. when the EMF was beeping faster, and I just my heart started pounding out of my chest. Mm -hmm. I was like, why are they moving closer? Well, especially when I was like, back so away, fast. back away. And they yep. kept getting closer. And I told Mel later, when I was standing there, I felt as though I was being pushed away from the room. Like I could feel my body. My feet were, my feet were planted, but I could feel them wanting to like slowly step backwards as if someone was getting in my face and telling me to get the fuck out of here. And right. we did not move that entire time. The EMF was pointed in the same direction. Our feet were planted, even though all we wanted to do was run away. Sure. And anyone who's ever used an EMF before, you can get activity like that for sure. But usually you're moving and it's picking up different, you know, exactly. electromagnetic forces. If you're standing forces. perfectly still, mm -hmm. that is something else, especially with how frequently it was changing and, you know, just and such sort of different speeds. When I was like, okay, so move towards this if you understand. And it went off. And then yeah. I was like, okay, thank you. And then it stopped. And I said, if this is a right. member of the limp family. And then it started beeping. And then it like, just wouldn't stop. And... Um, Wow. It just got so aggressive. It was so aggressive. And there was like two beeps towards the end when I'm like, okay, like when we're going away from the door, there's like two moments of like beep, beep, which I joked with Mel was them saying like, get fucked. Like, get yeah. out of here. Go. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> beep, beep. That's hilarious. I honestly can't explain this, like how it would behave this way. Like if you take ghosts out of the right. equation, like scientifically, I, I, can't, I can't explain how the EMF reader would behave this way. 
I was going to say, I feel like we're always very logical on our investigations. We try to say, okay, what's electrical near us? What's this and this? You know, we are, we're not just standing there saying it's ghosts for sure. hundred percent goodbye. And you absolutely were doing that as well. You could hear, you know, even kind of under your breath, like, oh, is there something electrical under there? But you were standing still. Mm -hmm. It was changing frequently. It like, even just through the speaker, it felt aggressive. Yeah. I know I keep saying the word aggressive, but that's all I can think of. It felt like you were kind of being attacked yeah, or like told off. <laughs> yeah, like get out, you idiots. I'll post pictures of the area that I'm I'm talking about on our Patreon, but um it's not a a big area and we were in that area for for 5, 6, 7 minutes before that with not a single beep on our EMF. No activity. And it did not start until Mel went up to the door and tried to open it. And she was like, now nah, we can't get in. And I was like, oh, well. And then it was like, beep, beep, beep. And it was like, oop. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it started so casually. I know. Nothing uh, major happened in the next room we visited, which is actually Charles's bedroom when he lived at Lemp before he moved downstairs to the first level. But I wanted to share this with you so you could hear, one, how out of breath and fucking jazzed we still were after that experience (laughs) and for another reason, too. So clip number six, Charles Lemp. Hey, guys. uh, This is the scariest investigation I've ever been on. I don't know why we don't have 10 people here with us. (laughs) I don't Um, like the idea that they're like, here, take the keys to the whole inn. Okay. um, I have goosebumps all over my legs. My heart is going to erupt out of my chest. Okay, we are in Charles's room. And we are... Oh, I see. Yeah, it's just kind of a through room. Yeah, it's. I think it's just meant to be, again, there's no, like, bed in here. Right. There is that giant wardrobe. But yeah, it's we have beautiful. One that is oh, we have the same one, yeah. There's one that's identical to ours in our room. Yeah. And there are these, like, gorgeous old radiators. They really there's, are there's so beautiful. There's so much, beautiful. like, lovely furniture. The picture above it, not clueless, by the way. That might be Charles. Doesn't say. Um, <clears throat> I'm like shook up. So if you guys hear um, traffic or anything, that's because a lot of the um, insulation in these old buildings, you know, it's not like staying at the, the Marriott. <laughs> um, you can pretty much hear everything outside. I'm pretty sure one of our windows in our room is just cardboard. So yeah, and we are right over a highway, like a pretty big, yeah. busy one. Yeah, there's a very busy highway close by. So if you hear anything that sounds like car noises. That's what that is. It's not, why am I holding this I in don't my know. mouth? I don't know. You're talking into the EMF. <laughs> talking into the EMF. Um, that's not. That's how scared we are right now, by the way. I'm literally, I feel like my chest is going to explode. <sighs> um, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Charles's room doesn't seem to have too much um, activity on the EMFs. I am going to snap a few photos. Great. Love that. You just had to say something, Ashley, didn't you? Love that. Great. Okay. What happened? The EMF is starting to go off as soon as I mentioned it. So, if there's anything here that would like to communicate with us, please do so with the EMFs. You can also talk into the recording device that I have in my hand, in my left hand. Um, We may not be able to hear what you're saying, but it might pick it up. Well, of course. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going to head out. <laughs> Which maybe once again, it was like, yeah, good riddance. <laughs> Goodbye. I know. 
So yeah, like I said, we got a little EMF action as far as I could hear. As far as I could hear, no EVPs on our audio. And Yeah, I, I, I had my head next yeah. to it, but I didn't hear anything. I did want to point out, so I actually think that I forgot to include it in this clip, but um, I'll, I'll try and go back and, and find the clip to add to this. But in that room, Mel kept bringing up the radiators. Oh, and how she loved the radiators and she can't get over the radiators and all this stuff. And if you listen to the Limp History episode, Charles himself had a thing for the radiators. Loved the he radiators. He was constantly in found standing in front of them as if he was cold. And the fact that Mel was sort of drawn to them as well, it kind of makes me think of, and I'm not suggesting possession at all in any way, but it makes me think of George Lutz and Amityville in the Amityville house. Oh, Lord. As she's in Charles' room becoming obsessed with the radiators. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God. Just the fact That's that we so were in Charles' room and we were drawn to the radiators. I just thought that was a little right. creepy, especially since we didn't know no, that, that tidbit until days after we left. Right. That is a strange coincidence. My yeah. only thing I was going to say is I also really love radiators and sitting True, by them and standing by God. them when they exist in a room, but they were I'm not saying that's still not I'm weird. not going to lie. Really great radiators. No. They do it right in the Midwest with radiators. They really do. I appreciate that. You of course know? they weren't on. This was summer, so we had the AC. And I oh, think there's yes. a couple of clips where we mention like the AC kicked on because it does. Uh, anytime the AC would click on, all the lights would flicker. Which was at first startling, but then you'd be like, okay, AC. But then there was a lot of times where the lights would flicker unrelated to anything power. AC. Yeah. Yeah. In the house. So. Okay. I don't know. Next, we moved upstairs. We moved into the attic, which was where the children's rooms and the servants' quarters were. Um, Now, today, there's the Elsa suite and the Louis and Frederick suite. And we didn't get to go into the um, Lewis and Frederick suite. The door leading to the hallway was shut, and we didn't want to like go anywhere we weren't invited, especially after what happened Bad before. Experience. <laughs> so, uh, but we did get to check out the rest of the attic. And interestingly enough, we didn't have any experiences in the attic, despite it reportedly being the most haunted place in the house. Right. That's what I remember. Because wasn't it, I think, the rumor that a child was kept, like a love child was yeah, kept up there well, at one point? Zeke, yeah. which I yeah. I did bring up in the Limp History episode. Yes. Still a rumor, but uh, spoiler for the end of this episode, I do get to ask William Limp about it. So we'll see okay. what he has to say. Sorry for <laughs> jumping ahead. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, we didn't really have okay. uh, many experiences, but just this is a good time to tell you. I'm going to be posting all of our clips from the investigation on our Patreon. Some funny, some debunking, some creepy moments, and full clips that were just too long to feature. So you are all welcome to listen if you want to try and find EVPs or strange noises that I might have missed on my, you know, run through. I love that. Become the investigator, patrons. Yeah, listen, it's hard it's hard work. It's hard to keep your focus on that much uh audio when yeah. you know, there's a lot For of sure. silence. But so after this, after we were done with the attic, we did hear a couple sounds. I'll play I'll play kind of a compilation in a bit. But after this, we hit up the spiral staircase, which I believe was original to the house. It's at least older than the main staircase, but I'm not sure if it's been here since the house was first built. 
Okay. But it is it, it is a fascinating stairwell because you can see the bare brick wall. And on the bare brick wall, you can actually see where different floors were from different renovations. Oh, wow. Which is just cool. Very cool to see all the history. We had some really interesting observations here. So check it out. Clip eight stairs. And yes, no, there is no clip seven because it got cut. <laughs> So there is like a little light here. Sometimes Mel's deep voice reminds me of myself. Maybe we'll pause for the evening. Okay. Was this like middle of the staircase? Mm -hmm. We were on our way down. Not moving. We are standing very still on the stairs. Which... Technically, staircase, liminal space. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, energy. A lot of energy going up and down, floating. Okay. Well, let's hang. Going? No, let's hang here for a sec. Because we heard a noise on the stairs. We can even sit. Yeah. And the EMF has been a little erratic, and I have not moved. Definitely has. Yeah. Um... I've been on the same steps for... We stopped as soon as the EMF went off and we did not uh, move a muscle, okay? Hi, um, my name's Ashley. My name is Melanie. And we are staying the night here tonight and tomorrow. And um, we're just here to admire this beautiful building mm -hmm. and meet you if you're interested. And if you're not interested, that's okay, that's too. That's okay, too. I actually don't really like meeting new people. <laughs> We're so. both introverts, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that beeping you heard was an EMF detector. That stands for electromagnetic field. See? There you go. You know what I think is fascinating? If you think of the, um, the theory that, like, time doesn't exist, right? Right. So everything that has happened will happen, happen is again. happening, etc., that could have just been someone running up the stairs. Right. Yes. We <laughs> talked about that. Mm -hmm. It's so steady. Now, maybe someone is standing on the stairs directly in front of us for some reason. Are we in your way? Oh. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, my God. Jeez. It's just also so weird that the timing of the EMF seems to always line up when you're like, I don't know, talking about it, saying like, oh, this is what this yeah. little thing does. And wouldn't it be weird if that's what we're experiencing? It feels like somebody is responding to you at almost yeah. every time to be like, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, or, hey, it. I'm going to stand right in front of you and look at you while I'm going up the stairs. Well, I have to say what's most interesting about the staircase is that on night two, when I brought the dowsing rods there, I was sitting yeah. uh, uh, in about the same spot and I was getting the same activity with a different tool. It was just random. So random EF EMF spikes and random small simultaneous movements on the rods. And I couldn't get anything to communicate in any, any way, but whatever seemed to be passing by or passing through us didn't seem to be aware of us or attempt any sort of communication. And wow. it really kind of um, endorsed, I mean, it, it you know, my feelings on the liminal space and the energy flow of a staircase that's been in use over a hundred years. Totally. It really yes. just seemed like energy going up, energy going down, energy going up, energy yep. going down, especially though if that was the staircase um, 
it was sort of the back staircase as opposed to where the front staircase is, which used to be an elevator. So this would have been definitely the servant's staircase, which means ah, constant So it's like workers movement. going up and yes. down. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. That makes total sense for why it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like, oh, somebody's coming. Yeah. Oh, another oh, one's coming. Oh, they're walking a lot slower. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting observation. Cool. Now getting to the bottom of the stairs. Oh, is another story. Go ahead and play clip nine. Goodness. We have a bathroom here. Oh my. Oh my god. That's this. Okay. Wait, right? Which is weird because these are pipes. Those are pipes. This is wild. Have you ever experienced anything? Never. I don't think we've ever heard it that fast. It Unless no. we put it directly it's up against the a, a... Exactly. Against an electrical box. Oh yes. Yeah. And then it just randomly oh. stops. Oh. That's weird. It was unsettling I mean, for sure. Oh. It's erratic at best. It's a trash can. There's nothing in here. And then you put it and back it, and it's and nothing. It stops. And then it starts again. And then it starts again. Well, I mean, it's going off, but it's not. Oh, and then it, there's yeah. no rhyme or reason. I want to stop. It's just going absolutely. It's just going just crazy. Like nothing makes sense. And I, Ballistic. there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's like we're we're sitting in a room with rugs and wood, and some brass fixtures, and the okay, and like pipes. But pipes shouldn't do it because it's not. Did you hear that? I did hear that. <laughs> and maybe this is just a hot spot because there's an electrical box right here too. Oh wait, but oh. it does nothing. I've never heard it go off like this. This is terrible. I don't like it. Never heard it make that sound. Yeah. It's like something's on top. How does that happen? Oh, that was me. I whispered. Oh, yeah, there's a rule. No whispering. Oh, right. That's right. After the first <laughs> investigation where you guys realized you should whisper. We were like, is that awesome? <laughs> is that something else? Amateurs. <laughs> At this point, I don't know what it is. Because At this point, I'm frozen in fear, and I am covered in goosebumps, and I don't know if I want to keep going forward. I know. I'm, I'm pretty afraid. Because now you're standing in the same spot you were standing in where it was going berserk. And nothing's happening. And nothing is happening. And there have been no changes. The nothing. lights have not... Okay, I'm turning this off. Okay, you know what? Gonna I go think we're going to go back to the room because... I, yep, you made a good call. I would have said, okay, time to head out. Yeah. Like, this is our sign. That is, wow, that was really, yeah, unsettling. I think you used that term. It was like, that just, that didn't feel good. That yeah. was not fun to listen to. That sounded so wrong because after any of our investigations, we have never mm -hmm. heard it go off that way. Even next to an electrical box, I've yeah. never heard it go that fast. That was crazy. Uh, just for funsies, play clip 10. <sighs> 
and neither room to look normal. Okay, thank you. Okay. Jesus. Holy shit. Oh my god. What? I don't know. I want to throw up. <laughs> That's the correct reaction. And that concluded night one. I can't believe that was all night in night one. one. The activity, Ashley. My God. I, like I said earlier, I have bit off all my fingernails. We didn't get to do the entire downstairs. We literally couldn't do it. We were so frightened. Yeah. And it was very obvious that the walkthrough thing was abandoned. Like we immediately right. had to go and investigate because we were getting activity in so many different places and yeah. uh, activity we couldn't debunk. Because right. um, we tried. I mean, Mel and I put that EMF detector up against every surface we could think of in that that bottom of the stairs area, yeah. um, which is basically the stairs sort of end. And then you can go left into a part of the dining room. You can go right. Uh, if you make a right right, you can go further down into the basement, which... No, thank you. Uh, no, thanks. And or you can you can go just like regular right and head towards the front of the building and, and more dining areas and um, offices. Okay. So. <sighs> oh, man, I it's so funny because you kept saying like Mel was the braver one. Like I couldn't I couldn't do half of the stuff. But in when you and I go on investigations, you are always the braver one. I'm the wimp. So I can't as sad as I was not to be with the two of you. I'm now thinking I wouldn't have even made it this far. I think after yeah. William Sr.'s room, I would have been like, you guys go ahead. Guys I'm going to go back to the room to and have some tea <laughs> and cry. Because I was well, already here's some so freaked fun out. News. You and I are definitely going back. I do want to go. Even no saying excuses. that, I, I do want to go back. Yeah. I've always wanted to go. So, like, I will suck it up and go. I'm mostly kidding, but I, I will not be well. I will not be in yeah. good <laughs> physical shape. I'll be crying in the fetal position, but I'll go with you. <laughs> so, we didn't sleep too well that night. Um, yeah. We woke up quite a bit, we slept with a light on. Um, because after all that, we were, yeah, we had a light. We were, we were pretty shook up to be honest. And night two also started off with a bang. I kind of already told you this story, but I, I, I have to, I can't not tell the listeners. So, right. So that day, Mel and I, even though we didn't get much sleep that night, we did a lot of stuff. We went to a city museum and we played like children for hours, crawling through caves and sliding down slides and riding Ferris wheels. And then we went to the St. Louis Aquarium, which was also amazing. And we pet stingrays and sharks and sea anemones. It was a big day. We got back to the hotel about 3.30 and our dinner reservations for the Limp Mansion restaurant. We wanted to make sure that we got to experience. Um, they do dinner service Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, so absolutely. our second night there. there, yeah, they were doing dinner service. So we had a reservation down there at 6.30. So we were like, okay, we're fucking wives. Let's take a nap. We pass out. We fall asleep. And Mel wakes me up a little after five. And she's like, hey, there's a tornado warning. And I was like, what? And I can hear the tornado sirens going off in the distance. I can hear the crazy storm outside. And let me tell you how absolutely insane it is to be in this enormous haunted mansion during a storm. (laughs) Not to mention a tornado. Right. Big old twister. Anyway, literally two minutes upon waking up, we get a knock on our door. It's one of the staff basically saying, we're moving everyone to the basement. There is a tornado in the area. So off we go in our pajamas, no bras, flip-flops, 
down into the basement of the limp mansion. <laughs> Luckily, along with about 50 people, because at this point, it's, you know, Thursday, they have dinner service. So all of the staff serving staff is there, plus about 20 people who were dressed very fancy to have dinner. And we're sitting on the floor in, in your pajamas. Like, oh, no, just just in your cozies. <laughs> yeah. And um, thank goodness there were other people, though, because going into the basement, just the two of you. Uh I wouldn't have. I would have just been like, I guess I'll die on the second floor instead of on the first. This is it. Come get me, Tornado. Because that's the thing. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm barely awake. And all of a sudden, Mel was like, hey, have you done this before? And I was like, oh, no, because I totally forgot. She's born and raised in California. She has I was no like, oh, idea. No, Mel. This is like, it's just part of Midwest life. Yeah. We're so just like, yeah, yeah, this happens. I mean, Poor it was my Mel. first time having to go through that in like 15 years. So it was, well, yeah, I was also scared. Time. But I also was like, listen, Mel, we're either going to die a horrible death or we'll be back in our room in 20 minutes exactly usually you're fine yeah and you're hearing our voice now so we were back in our room in about 20 minutes but it was one hell of a storm outside and kind of a surreal experience to have in this place like to be in lemp mansion while this is happening and to go to the basement too which is like but um back to the investigation so first i do have to say that when i went into night one I was, like, not scared at all. Been there, done that. Not my first rodeo. Generally speaking, paranormal investigations, as you know, are pretty uneventful. Um, yeah. at Sometimes boring. Right. And I ended up getting the shit scared out of me. Yeah. I was shocked at how scared you were. Again, you didn't disclose any details, but just saying, Lauren, this is, like, nothing I've ever felt before. I almost shit my pants 20 times. It's, yeah. I've never heard you react that way. And I know mm-hmm. from experience that usually there is no cause for that reaction. So Yeah. So this night, even though the night before was terrifying, like I said, we didn't even finish the house. Um Regardless of all that, night two did feel different. We felt almost more welcomed or at least more trusted um, okay. in the house. We, when we started, I, I thought for sure I would feel very apprehensive. But by the time we started investigating, I actually I actually felt pretty comfortable there. Um, okay. We did not bring the EMF detector that made sound. We brought the silent one that just lit up, which I know sucks for people listening, but we couldn't, we truly could not handle it. It was lighting up so much. Well, it's, it was the beeping. It was the sound. Oh, you, you intentionally were like, we don't want to hear the beep. Yeah. We just couldn't hear that. It was, it was really, really aggressive and it was scaring us. So we still brought an EMF detector, but it just lit up. So you can't hear it when it's lighting up. We try to, we try to say when it lights up, you know, but, um, we, we just couldn't do it. We were just yeah, two girls. Fair. Totally fair. <laughs> alone in a building. We were just too scared. Yeah. So anyway, night two was totally different. But I am going to start with a little compilation of knocks and bumps. Some from the night before, some from night two. Just so you can kind of hear the kinds of things we were constantly hearing in this totally empty three-story building. So play clip Ooh. 11. Again, even though we are more than likely alone, <laughs> yeah, we are still, still very respectful. <laughs> Pipes, but pipes shouldn't do it because it's not. Did you hear that? I did hear that. And nothing's happening. And nothing is happening. And there have been no changes. 
The Nothing. lights have not. It just feels like every five seconds, like oh, it's all the time. Yeah, I mean, those were three different clips that I had cut right. to throw together, yes. but it really was, and it wasn't just creaks and moans. It was literal. It was thuds. It was. It sounded well, like an intentional knock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, they happened all over in the attic, on the stairs, down in the parlor. It was honestly, it was pretty consistent. But some yeah. of the scariest noises we heard happen on night two, we decided to start downstairs first since we didn't even get to it in night one. Uh, we right. didn't want to make that same mistake again. So we went down the same staircase. We had that wackadoodle experience on the night before. And once again, the EMF was having a fit at the bottom of the stairs once you start entering like the dining areas. And one thing I tried to debunk, a lot of people report hearing people on the stairs, the stairs creaking, footsteps, etc. And we heard them too. And I thought that when I moved on the floor, you could hear the stairs creaking. Like when I moved on the, when I got off of the staircase and was just on in the hallway, okay. I thought that I, I heard a very deliberate like creaking sound. And I was like, oh, that's me, I think. So mm -hmm. I, um, I, I tried to get them to squeak. And the more I did it, the more I realized the stairs were not responding to my movements at all. They were definitely squeaking on Ooh. their own. So clip number 12, stair debunk fail. So this is interesting, guys. Well, or maybe it's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we heard creaking on the stairs heading up and we thought maybe it's us moving on the floor, lights are flickering, but now I'm moving. And there's no noise. There's no noise at all. So, did I just debunk my debunking? <laughs> just like, right in this space. And this isn't anything electrical. No, this is a fascinating space. Yeah, this back staircase is just, it just seems to be energy. I mean, granted, there could be electronics down there, but they're too far away, I would say, from the staff room. Yeah, this thing's pretty sensitive. I mean, you have to put it right up to the electrical one. Oh, hold on. <gasps> Hello? 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 So, because when you're moving, it doesn't do it every time. That's true. Man, I... <laughs> okay, well, that ice machine about me to shit our pants. I was just about to ask what that was. I hope the recorder <laughs> caught the stair What the hell is then, hissing? Because I really don't... No, I'm moving. Happening. So I mostly included that uh, clip so you could hear that we really did try and debunk this. This is a very yeah. famous thing in the house that, that the stairs creak. You can. Lauren, you probably couldn't because uh, you don't have the headphones on. There are a couple times you can hear a creak. And I know no, you I can't. No, I could. It sounded okay. like taking steps. But then yeah. I heard 
I heard some steps and then you immediately after were talking to Mel and she's like, nope, it doesn't do it every time. So I did hear those steps that apparently aren't even you. No, I was I was trying to I was shifting my weight. I was walking back and forth. I was trying to get the stairs to because I had I had kind of moved adjusted my weight and I heard a very, very loud creak on the stairs and I was like, ha ha, it was me. That's right. why. And no, I couldn't get it to repeat itself. Um, I did this next one again without headphones. I'm not sure if you can hear it. I did try and okay. isolate one of the creaks and do some noise reduction and clean it up the best I could. But you can, you okay. know, it's still quiet. I'm going to try. Oh, definitely. It's faint, but I it's absolutely faint. heard it. Well, I'm going to play it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's a bummer you... Oh, there's there's a definite creak. Okay, good. I'm glad you could hear it because, I mean, those stairs are creaking and moaning like the the entire time we're standing below them and above them. We heard it in both spaces. Like when we were in the attic, there was a moment where we were like, oh shit, someone's coming up the stairs. We're not alone. And no, no, they're no one just was creaking. coming up the stairs. But yeah, even in your debunking clip, I just assumed that was you and Mel like shuffling no. about because I kept hearing the creaks. But then immediately after your conversation was like, wait, was that me? That wasn't me. Yeah, that wasn't me. So why? So then we heard some sounds that we definitely caught on tape. So go ahead and play the next one. It's just so interesting. What the fuck was that? It felt like something being moved. Like something being pushed on the carpet. There has to be someone here, right? There has to be somebody still here. And I do Wait, have, I have that was clip that something a little over you? cleaned up for you so you can okay. hear through the static. The first sound is pretty clear. The second sound is kind of behind Mel's voice as she says, it sounds like something's being pushed. Okay. I'm curious to hear if it's what I thought it was. It's just so interesting. What the fuck was that? It felt like something being moved. Like being pushed on the carpet. There has to be someone here, right? There has to be somebody still here. Spoiler alert, there was no one there. We checked. Oh my god. That sounded like a chair or a table being scooted across a wall. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. The only reason we didn't freak out in this moment is because we were so convinced, oh, there's still a staff member here somewhere. So yeah. we kind of just moved on. But later we were like, hey, cool. We were alone. Holy shit. Fuck balls. Piss. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like those were so deliberate. Yes. Like horror movie furniture being moved. Oh, my God. That we was like it was even clear in the first clip. Like I appreciate that you cleaned it up because it was much more, you know, crystal clear in the yeah. second one. But even listening the first time, I was like, did somebody just scoot a desk chair out? We- like it- we're not touching anything. We were in a hallway. Our hands were only Ooh. on our own stuff. Like, we didn't touch a thing. Ashley, that it was, is horrifying. Lauren, I'm so glad in the moment you thought that somebody was there because, to be honest, like, you yeah. may not have been able to carry on Because when we again. were like, there has to be someone here, and we literally were just like, Yeesh. okay, there's still one person left over. No, we were alone. Nope. Now, 
Something that I found interesting about this particular area, obviously the night before we got more EMF activity than fucking ever in my life. We heard that furniture being moved in the same place. We heard bumps. We heard creaks. I actually found out later this was about the area where they think the room Charles killed himself in was. Oh. Killed himself after killing his dog. Oh, yeah. The Doberman picture. Yeah. So... Now, today, it's a dining area and there's also a bar. So it's not an actual room. It's not an office of any kind. So uh, is that related at all? I don't know. We didn't at the time know um, that. I actually, I had thought he killed himself in the same room as Billy, which we do head to um, very soon after this. But after reading the book, it doesn't seem like that's the case at all. It seems like it was actually kind of where the bar was. So I don't know. Next, we went into another part of the dining area, which used to be the atrium, and then uh-huh. um, it was an office as well after that. Uh, right now, it's a it's a beautiful dining area with this gorgeous, um, almost jungle wallpaper, so I'll, I'll post some pictures of that. Fun. And we went into this room because of the strange click you might be able to hear at the beginning of this next clip, uh, but when we got in there, we realized that there's there were three or four windows, I can't remember. And on one of them, the curtains were flowing. Oh, good. Okay. When you're like, it's holding steady, you know, it's like, it's not doing anything. You heard that? I heard that. All right, we're gonna... click, it's in the Yeah. I keep sneaking around because I, I don't want a person to scare me. I know, truly. We were still under the impression possibly it's someone was so there. There's really nothing in here that could have made that sound, huh? Yeah, it was like a very definitive click. Is that window open or... Do you see that? I do see that. Let me take a photo. Or a video. None of the other curtains are moving at all. Mm-mm. I'm just going to pan over. It's like still... Fair amount of movement. The windows here don't open. They're like glued shut. Yeah. Now this was the atrium. Yeah. No movement on those curtains either. And that one is still going. I wonder if there's a vent or something. That probably They stopped. Yeah, they, you know, just... There's no van. And they stopped. And they stopped moving. Oh my gosh. And this we actually got a video of. Oh, so... I can't wait <laughs> to see that. Hopefully wow. by the grace of God, all the photos and videos will be available on our Patreon by the time you listen to this for free. So you just have to go to, you know, patreon.com slash keep it weird podcast. You'll be able to see all of our photos and videos. And um, I'll try wow. and put them on our Facebook page, too. And eventually I want to have on our website, you know, how we have a William Shakespeare tab. Yeah. 
I want to have a Limp Mansion page as well because I took all this time to do all this historical gathering right. of information. I just think it would be nice. But yeah, Mel took a quick video of the curtains moving and we did check. There are no vents near it. There okay. was no airflow from the window. We don't know why, why only the, the curtains, curtains of that one window were moving. Yeah, especially, yeah, if there's multiple curtains, you would think at least a couple of them would be moving if there was mm. some sort of flow. So why yeah. was it isolated? Ooh. Yeah. Spooky. Um, pretty scary. Now, next is Billy's office and Billy's room. Um, oh, I was actually very nervous for Billy's room. I don't really yeah. know why, or at least I didn't have an idea of why at the time. Okay. Um, it's a small private dining room now, I assume, for maybe larger parties. Um, it's the room directly to your left when you enter the front door of the mansion, there's a large painting of Lillian on the wall. Maybe that's why he's so pissed off. Like, I don't <laughs> <Probably>. know. Probably. <laughs> yeah. There's some hatred there a little bit. There's some uh, bad blood there. <laughs> yeah. And actually, uh, if you remember when I was talking to William Limp Sr. upstairs and I, I said, if it's Lillian Limp, and I don't know why Lillian popped in my head, but yeah. I said, if it's Lillian Limp, and that's what it was like, beep, 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 beep. Right. I don't think there's a lot of good feelings toward Lillian in this oh, home, sure. which is interesting since one of the rooms is named after her. The right. the, the, the lavender, lavender suite room. that we stayed in yeah. was named after Lillian. There's all these paintings of her. I don't know. That is interesting. Like she is the lavender lady, but yet like you know there's there's some bad yeah, energy it about It didn't that. end well with them. So right. um I couldn't go into the room. I got sick. Oh, so, Wow. Uh, okay. And it, as as we got closer to it, um, and not from fear, I got sick. I got stomach cramps. I felt dizzy. I felt nauseous. Um, and it was at this time I actually that that was when I thought Charles had killed himself in this room too. So I was actually wondering if I was feeling the pains and sickness that he felt at the end of his life. But afterwards, right. when I found out it wasn't the room Charles killed himself in, only Billy had killed himself there. So I don't know, but I I physically couldn't enter the room. And you've definitely had sick feelings like this before, like mm -hmm. nausea and dizziness about places that ended the up being smelly haunted. room so, at the Biltmore. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. So um, also, just before you play this clip, on our way past the bar, there was a noise you're going to hear right at the beginning. And you can hear my dowsing rods jangling in my pocket because I jumped out of my damn skin. So play <laughs> oh clip <my> 17. <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Oh, what was that? That's I amazing. So high. Yeah, you jingle jangled right out of <sighs> That's I mean, I think so, so good. The bar. Maybe. The closer we get to this room, yeah, the, the, more the more sick I feel. I feel, I feel again that like tightening in my chest from last night. And nauseous. At, at, at the top of the stairs where we were. I'm getting that same, like, heavy... I mean, like, sick. Like, my stomach physically hurts. I don't know what that was, though. Me neither. Do you see that light? This one on the... Yeah, wall? I, I see it flickering. A bit more flickering light, and... It was like air escaping. Yeah, it almost sounded like a, a soda hose. Yeah, so my hope is that that's honestly what it was because they were still here a little while ago, but it doesn't seem likely, but I'm trying to logic my way out of this. 
Give me a tempt. I don't know, man. I mean... That's me. That's me moving. Yeah, I just want to know, like, should we ask permission, maybe? That's a pretty good idea, actually, maybe, because we didn't do that yesterday. And I shut the door. Yeah. We're interested in, in coming in and, and uh, just hanging out for a bit. The EMF is starting to go off. Um, when, you, when you come towards this device my friend is holding in her hand, uh, it will register. Like, we'll be able to sense you. We'll be able to see you. Not you physically. You get it. It'll light up. Um, if, if you don't want us to come in, just make it light up and we won't. We won't bother you. We absolutely won't come in. May we enter? We'll stay five minutes. We'll stay for five minutes. I heard that. Like coming from upstairs. We haven't gotten a no. Yeah, and the the ENF is, is normal. I don't know, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Okay. I'm gonna, I'll take a step or two in. I'm, I'm okay. Mel taking the reins. Or I won't. I know. Yeah, as soon as I took a step into the room, the EMF started lighting up all the way to yellow and it's holding very solid. Oof. So it would seem that Mr. Charles Lemp might prefer to be left alone. Yes. And we are going to be respectful of that. Thank you so much for entertaining us. See, we're not wearing shoes. We didn't wear shoes. Did you hear that? We didn't wear shoes. <laughs> oh boy. I got that like weird sensation in my hands again too. What was the weird sensation in your hands? So yeah, for clear vacation a couple things the hand thing uh it happened the night before when we were on our way back to our room after the end of the um the bottom of the staircase the sensation was um it was almost like a buzzing feeling i get it sometimes when i have uh really short bursts of of anxiety so like sometimes like if if joe will like drop something and it's really loud i'll kind of jump and my hands will like buzz okay just for a split second and it happened to me twice in limp mansion it really only happens when like very loud sounds frighten me yeah when you're just kind of jumping and i don't know why it did that here i mean obviously i was scared but um i had never had it happen just like in a normal sort of without a big situation. cause yeah. that you could see yeah that is interesting and that you felt so sick i mean your voice even like changed drastically oh, was, like you could tell you were not well not feeling good and and the sounds mel and i were hearing were coming from above us now as opposed to the furniture moving sounds earlier actually sounded like they were either below us or on the same 
level. So oh, if you can okay. hear I wasn't the sure sounds, where they were coming from. yeah. Um, but yeah, if anyone can hear the sounds that we're hearing, in uh, just write in because I'd love to hear what um, you yeah, can what you think here. My goodness. And then also the shoes thing. So again, we thought maybe this was Charles we were feeling at the time. And since Charles had developed OCD and kind of a germ phobia later in his life, Mm -hmm. he had put forth a pretty strict no shoes in the house rule. And we thought it would be respectful if we went no shoes for night two. So we were just in our socks. Yeah. Uh, So respectful. That's really smart. Yeah. I just think like, you know. I said that in the the history episode, like have empathy for the living and the dead. Like if someone, you know, very specifically has a phobia and didn't like people wearing shoes in their house, like just don't wear shoes. Like what does it hurt you? (laughs) Exactly. Like, and you guys get to walk around in your socks, which is super comfy, cozy anyway. But I I feel like the times we've gotten the most responses in any of our investigations is when we are as respectful as possible. Yeah. Like we're quiet, I we're agree. listening, we're we're catering to them in the way we that we like we think can they know enter how. And, yes, you know, say a proper say hello no, goodbye. Then just say okay, no, that's fine. Exactly. Yeah, you guys were doing uh, it right. honestly though. I didn't want to go in that room, so I was like waiting yeah. for them to say no. Jeez. And when they did, I was like, okay, bye. Yeah, the EMF lighting up. It was like bye, <laughs> bye, see ya. That's fine. Not wearing shoes, wearing socks actually makes this next cl- next clip even more interesting. And I, I honestly don't know what I'm listening to. You'll have to check it out. At this moment, we are moving slightly, but mostly standing in the hall uh, outside of Billy's office, looking at the artifacts on display and the server and bussers area under the stairs. We're not okay. moving. So listen to clip 18, which is labeled No Idea. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you were walking like at a slow pace? We were barely walking. We were almost what? meandering. We were, and we did not have shoes on. We were, and you know, it sounds like someone's running. It sounds like someone's running, and obviously, really we're not hearing that sound in real life, or we would have made note of it. Freaked like if it was out a little yeah, bit, probably. or or we would have freaked out. But if it was an ice machine or a washer dryer or something, or you know. We would have said it. We say that several other times during the recordings when you listen to the full clips. We'll be like, ooh, that was me. I hit this. Right. Or like, oh, yeah. I'm I'm bending down and that's the creaking. So Totally. You've made like note of every other sound. Fast footsteps. And the other thing I thought maybe like horses' hooves, which oh, like yeah. – Back in the mansion's heyday, yeah, uh, horses, This we were very close to the front door, which directly outside the front door is a set of steps and then the street. And back in the day, horses would have been the mode of transportation. There's actually a photo of the exterior of the mansion on the day of William Limp Sr.'s funeral, and there are horse-drawn carriages out front. Well, and I was going to say, isn't it... Uh, isn't that part of the history that like one of the now parking lots nearby used to be like a lot where horses were? Really? Or, I don't like, know. I think so. I feel like I read that. Someone can correct me if I I'm bet. Wrong, I mean, you know, they had a carriage house. They had to have had yeah. horses I, on site. I'm pretty sure what is now a parking lot used to be horses. So that wow. it did kind of sound like a little horse like prancing through some dirt. It also a little bit sounded like sweatpants like swishing or like yeah. swishy workout pants going quickly. But the fact that you guys were barely moving is wild 
we have hours of audio from both nights of investigating. This is the only time that sound is there. So wow. I definitely know it's not the sound of us walking, but I don't, I can't tell you. I can't tell you what, what is that it? is. Yeah. Finally, our last experience was definitely one of my favorites I've ever had. Um, unfortunately, I doubt you'll get much excitement from the audio of this. Uh, we did get a short clip of the video, but it was very dark and we were concentrating pretty hard. And I would absolutely, like I said, go back to Limp for a few nights stay and be able to pay a videographer. So donate Just to our Patreon. Quality video. www.patreon.com slash keep it weird podcast. Please. No, but seriously, I, I understand that this is like, well, why didn't you film it? And the only answer right. I have for you is that we can't afford to pay someone to film it. And we were not prepared for how yeah. much activity we would experience. So okay. anyway, our last stop of the night was a space outside our room, outside of William Lemp Sr.'s office again. And we were very scared of this area because of what happened to us the night before. So we were very nervous. Yes. But we took the dowsing rods to try and see if we could communicate with William Lemp. And I had tried dowsing rods in several areas on night two. And the only time they moved was on the stairwell. And like I said before, they didn't seem to move deliberately. They just seemed to jolt almost as if something was walking past them or brushing up against them. And real quick, I'm sorry, I know I'm talking a lot, but I wanted to kind of explain what the dowsing rods are before you hear this next portion. So... Dowsing rods are also known as divining rods, uh, but they are two copper L-shaped rods and the shorter ends, which you hold in your hands, um, there are these like copper uh, tubes, which allows the rods to freely swing back and forth. And dowsing has been used by many different cultures for many different reasons, finding underground water sources, finding crystals and different gemstones, even finding oil. And they've also been used for paranormal research in the same way that the crystal pendulum is used. So there are two different theories. One is that the rods are being manipulated by something outside of yourself. Um, and, and with that theory, both animate and inanimate objects have energy fields and everything that exists in the universe is ultimately pure energy that gives off a vibrational frequency. And according to a lot of physicists, this means every particle, thought, word, emotion, object, person, experience, etc. This is why we do feel heavy in places like sanitariums and old prisons, etc. And another theory, the prevailing scientific and skeptical theory is that the dowsing rods uh, or dowsing with rods or with a pendulum, the objects are responding to the user's subconscious muscle movements, which means you are doing it and you don't even know you're doing it. Ouija boards are the same thing. Right. Now, even if that is true, that doesn't discount the experiences for me because for me, that's what I would call channeling. And this night, I am positive that I did that for the first time. I was absolutely channeling messages from whatever I was talking to. And I don't think I realized it while it was happening. Even though I could feel something happening to me and I was getting very clear answers with the dowsing rods, it wasn't until afterwards I realized that I didn't really think about what I was saying. The words were just sort of coming out of my mouth. I was on like autopilot. Wow. Yeah. And I was also exhausted afterwards. I was completely drained. You can actually see there's a photo Mel took of me during this experiment. I look ghastly. Mm. It looks like so the life was sucked out of yeah, me. Something was taken out of you because you were, you know, channeling someone's energy. You were communicating for somebody else. So. Yeah. Ooh, boy. 
So uh, these are the final clips for this episode. Um, This was a 25-minute session, so I just picked a couple that I thought we got interesting answers in. There are also certain areas where I turn up the volume because I thought I could hear something strange on the recording, but I can't quite tell. So again, please let me know if you hear anything at all, and you can play clip 19. Is there anyone with us here? You can cross them. Thank you. Okay. Move it back to the original position. Were you a member of the Lemp family by any chance? Whoa. Okay. Thank you. Are you a female member of the family? Are living away from each other? Are you a child? Are you William Limp, senior? hands are shaking. I don't know if this... I know. Fair enough, but still. I don't know if this is accurate. It's okay. It's okay. William Limp Sr., if we're talking to you, can you move these back to their original position? Thank you. William, let's try something new. Can you point the rods in the room to where you are right now? So one rod for sure, and now the other one. Are turning to my right. Are turning to the right, almost to the door that effectively is our living room. Yes, or, but I almost think it's yeah, pointing to the, piano. to the piano. Is that your piano? So the, the, yes. the dowsing rods just crossed. It's gorgeous. Oh, did I upset him yesterday when I bumped into it? I wonder. Oh. If, and if I did, I do apologize. Maybe not. William... Was that you yesterday that effectively pushed us away from the door? Did I cross? Whoa. Yes. Were you upset that we had disturbed you or disturbed your things? Um, no? No. I mean, that's that's good. That is good. We were worried that we had upset you. We certainly don't want to. Were you trying to get us to leave that room because you feel like something, there's something you were attempting to protect us from mm-hmm. in that room? Something potentially dark? 
Do you feel afraid to talk about it? Should we attempt to open the door to William Sr.'s room again? That's a pretty clear no. Oh. That's a... Okay. That's a no. Then guess what? We won't, because we're good house guests. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel comfortable having us in your home? I was going to ask, have we been good house guests? Yeah. Yes. Thank goodness. Good, because <laughs> we love it. We love it, and we are very grateful. Are you comfortable with as many people coming through your home on a daily basis? Does that bother you at all? I heard a little bit of creaking, but I, it could be the house settling, but I did hear that by the piano. Was that you by the piano? Okay, yeah, that was I, the end of that one. I, that I was... know that that was a little long, but I mean, it was, no, a, but... it was a back and forth conversation. It was kind of wild. Right. Like you said, obviously a video would be wonderful to yeah. get the, the, you know, the visuals of the rods responding, but like you had enough of a, of an audible reaction that you could tell something was going on. And some of the times you were repeating the answers. So I did still feel like I was a part of it and you were getting what seemed like pretty clear responses, right? Yeah. I mean, they were very clearly crossing and pointing, especially when it pointed at the piano. I I was a little shaken up by that, but I was pretty in the zone. And, and I actually left that very last bit in there so you could hear. I mean, we definitely got the sound that Mel heard by the piano yeah. on the recording. It's hard to tell if it's anything deliberate, but... Right. But there know. is a sound. There's something... Yeah. So this next one is pretty jarring for us, but I definitely thought you would enjoy it. We decided to, perhaps foolishly, ask mm -hmm. how many ghosts live there. So Great. you can go ahead and uh, click excited. on occupants. How many others are in this house? Two? Three? Four. I was trying to get the rods to cross for a five when I got to the right number. Six. Right now they were just both pointing forward. Seven. Olha que coisa mais linda, mais cheia de graça. Ela menina que vem que passa num doce balanço caminho do mar. Moça do corpo dourado do sol de Ipanema, o seu balançado é mais que um poema, é a coisa mais linda que eu já vi passar. Ah, por que estou tão sozinho? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, that was such a deliberate cross. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. More than 15. I mean, there is a lot of energy 
yeah in this house oh absolutely so i don't that makes perfect sense to me wow you can hear how kind of like <laughs> yeah oh my gosh you both like just your response was like, <laughs> oh, like, oh, dear. like oh, oh boy God. if that wasn't a yes i don't know what was uh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay well goodness gracious a whole <laughs> lot of people hanging out there seriously just not i mean that's not surprising but i'm no. sure to still see the answer so strongly it's a little you're like shocking. uh pardon and finally, I think this last clip kind of encapsulates the message of this whole trip. So go ahead and play clip 21 entitled Limp Home. Do you choose to stay here? Is this where you like to be? Wow. That's a definite That was such yes. a clear yes that the rods touch. Rod touch. That's awesome. If only we could all be that lucky. You agree. Okay. <laughs> Aw, I honestly love that as the last clip, especially because, and you made this a point in the history episode too, mm -hmm. like even though there is a lot of tragedy and what everybody has called a dark history of Lent right. Mansion, I mean, the family was always quoted as saying that it was a great place to live, upbringing was great, you know, like there was a lot of positivity that I think people ignore mm -hmm. because they want to focus on the wild history, which like, yes, it's a story to tell, but hey, there was there was happiness there and I'm glad that whoever is there still is enjoying themselves. Yeah, and, and you know, there are still negative feelings in certain parts of the house or po well, of possibly with certain members of the family, but overwhelmingly, I got the impression that they love their home and they love being there and they love people staying there. Like, there's nothing yeah. about the place that feels evil or cursed and there's definitely nothing demonic or dangerous in the home. Even the times where we were very clearly being told to get the fuck away right it didn't you know we didn't get hurt we're, yeah. we're fine <laughs> you didn't actually get shoved down or yeah. anything so yeah i usually don't make bold statements but this place is haunted between yeah. the sounds we heard throughout the house when we were absolutely alone the emf readers reaction the dowsing rods there's absolutely something there and i do believe Many members of the Limp family are either there or they definitely visit often. Right. They like to stop by. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, are you trapped here? It's like, maybe they just like right. coming by and like They might hanging like coming out. there and remembering the brewery and all of yeah. the excitement. <laughs> but I, I do highly recommend visiting and spending an evening with the Limps. Just be respectful of their home. Maybe take off your shoes if you're going to wander yeah. from room to room for Charles. Be respectful of closed rooms and make sure that you cheers the lamps in their beautiful home while you're there. Because I really do think that they just are tickled by yep. to have how many people love <laughs> their place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so cool. What a, so cool. what a good investigation. It was great. I can't wait to go myself. I know. I'll go with you and we'll bring a camera. Uh, yes. But again, check out our Patreon. I'll have all the photos and videos posted there. And hopefully by the time you hear this, I'll also have uploaded a bonus um, episode, basically, with all of the clips unedited for time. So you can check that out if you're interested. 
And uh, thank you so much for listening. And please consider donating to our Patreon. Please follow us on social media. And please grab yourself a piece of merch from our merch store. Yes, please. Oh, and go listen to the history episode if you haven't. Yeah, what are you, even you doing? have to listen to the history episode because there's so yes. many things that happened to us that then, knowing the history of the place was like, oh, oh <laughs> maybe that makes I some felt sense. not welcome in Billy's office because Billy was kind of a hothead. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. But until next time. Keep it weird. The reason we're back here is because this is where we had a very scary experience last night with the EMF. Mel got all cuckoo bananas on us and tried to open a door she shouldn't have tried to open. Um, She went rogue and... (laughs) (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.